Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the Exceptional Scrum Master Podcast. My name is Yinka and I remain your online agile coach. Now remember that we're still on this series called the Scrum Mastery Series Masterclass. And this episode is going to be our third episode where I'm going to be talking about the Agile principles. Now, if you've been following this series, remember that last week I mentioned that we're going to be talking about the Agile principles this week. So let's go. Now, for the Agile principles, there are 12 principles that you need to be aware of. And in today's episode, I'm going to be explaining each of these principles so you understand exactly how it works. Now, let's get started with the very first principle. Now, the first principle in the Agile Manifesto says, our highest priority is to satisfy the customer through early and continuous delivery of valuable software. Now, what does that mean? In layman's term, it basically means that as an Agile team, as an Agile organization, our highest priority is to satisfy the customer. So in everything that we do, are we satisfying the customer? In the decisions that we make, are we thinking about the customer? Is our priority to satisfy the customer? Are we putting the customer first, right? Now, this is a principle that should guide us the way we work. So as a Scrum team, as an Agile team, as a Scrum master, you need to ensure that your team is living by this value and this principle. So in everything that they do, ensure that they are putting the customer first. That is what it means to be truly Agile. So regardless of the Framework that your team is using, regardless of whatever it is that we're doing and the way that we work. If we're not prioritizing the customer, then we need to ask the question, are we truly agile? Now, the second principle is this. We welcome changing requirements, even late in development. Agile processes are next change for the customer's competitive advantage. Now, what does that mean? It means that as long as we are an agile team, we need to welcome the changes that these customers may have, the stakeholders, our clients, whatever changes they may have, we need to find a way to accommodate it. Because guess what? If these changes are not relevant, the customer's not going to be asking for it. And I am a living proof. If you listen to my last episode, I spoke about how I employed a vendor team to help me build a platform and they did not build things quite right. However, at the beginning of the project, there were certain things that I did not even know that I was going to need. Along the line, as they started to build the platform, I realized that I needed certain features that would make life easier for my customers. And so I had to make those requests. But thankfully, with this vendor, as long as she had more money to pay, they were welcoming. And so they welcomed my changes as long as I had more dollar to push towards it. But as an agile team, that is something that we must prioritize. We need to ensure that we're working with our stakeholders as closely as possible so that every time we run through the cycle, right, we're able to get feedback. And if that feedback necessitates for us to make a change, then we need to go ahead and change it. This is a principle that we need to stand behind as an Agile team. So as a Scrum Master, you need to ensure that your team is working closely with the product owner, working closely with the stakeholders, and showing that they're getting feedback so that those feedback could be incorporated into the project so that we can build the product that the customer needs. Because at the end of the day, it ensures that the customer has a competitive advantage over others in their industry. Now, the third principle says, deliver working software frequently from a couple of weeks to a couple of months with a preference to the shorter time scale. 
So when it comes to Agile, we are focused on delivering a working software. We want something that works and we want to do that frequently. And that's where the concept of, you know, working iteratively came into place. We don't want those big bang, you know, projects where we spend all the time planning. And then at the end of the day, well, you know, releasing this big feature into the market that may work or may not work. But when it comes to Agile, we want to ensure that this project that we have, no matter how big it is, no matter how complex it is, we're able to break those down into smaller chunks. And as we break those down into smaller chunks, we are able to deliver iteratively and get feedback from our customers. We want to deliver something that works, something that has been tested, something that our customers will be proud of. And once we're unsure that we're working this way frequently, so we don't want to spend, you know, too much time. And that's why we don't really have long cadence in the agile space, right? We have cadence lasting as, you know, as small as a day to, you know, a month. And we want to ensure that we're delivering something valuable, a valuable increment at the end of those cycles. Now, the next principle says business people and developers must work together daily throughout the project. Now, this is very important. And how does this play out? This means that as an agile team, you need to be working closely with your stakeholders. You need to be working closely with the business, with the people who gave you the requirements to ensure that you're building the right thing. Because even if you're not working directly with the end user, there are people that represent the end user within your organization. So you want to ensure that as an agile team, who is doing the work? You guys are collaborating with the business, the people who gave you all those requirements to ensure this is what we're building. Are we building the right thing? Do you have any changes you want to make to this? Is this according to plan? You have to work with these people daily. So you need to invite them to your meetings. Ensure they show up in your sprint reviews. Ensure if possible and if needed, they're in your spring planning sessions. Wherever you think they might be needed, please make sure they show up. Okay? I've seen situations where we have had to even redefine our timing to ensure that it fits the stakeholders so that they can show up because we, we really wanted that feedback. So please, whatever it is that's going to ensure that you have that close collaboration with the business, make sure that happens because that is what this principle is talking about, right? Now, the next principle says, build projects around motivated individuals and give them the environment and support that they need and trust them to get the job done. Now, this is one serious principle that as a Scrum Master, you need to ensure that you are making this happen, right? Now, the organization would have employed people that you clearly cannot do anything about. These are people that have the skill sets, but you have a job to ensure they are motivated. Look for ways to bring them together. Look for ways to make them build that relationship as a team. Give them that environment. Create that environment where they can trust one another, where they get the support that they need. Provide them that support. Work with the organization to ensure that everything this team needs to succeed, you ensure that they have it. You know, escalate what needs to be escalated. Ensure that this group of individuals are sound. They love the work that they do. They are a team. Have those team events. Whatever it is that you're going to do to keep them motivated as a team, do it because that's what this principle is talking about. And more importantly, ensure that the managers that this team may be working with trust these people. They trust them to get the job done. And that's why you need to motivate them. You need to ensure that you are creating that space for them to feel free to be able to do their work. Now, the next principle says, 
the most efficient and effective method of conveying information to and within a development team as face-to-face communication. Now, I remember during COVID how people questioned this principle just because we could not work face-to-face anymore and we all had to go virtual. But when you take a look at this principle, face-to-face does not necessarily mean that you have to be in the same room with the person. Obviously, if you're in the same room with the person, that is great. But face-to-face means that you guys are talking to one another and you guys can get instant feedback about the subject that you're discussing. And we can achieve those through Zoom calls. We can achieve those online, right? And that's why you want to encourage your team to always try as much as possible to have your videos on because there is this connection when you have your video. For those of you that are watching me right now, I'm sure that you're connecting with me more than just what I say, but my facial expressions, the way I move my hands, the way I smile. I received a message like a few days ago from somebody who watched the videos like, I love the way you smile. Thank you, by the way, if you're the one who said that. But obviously, when you talk to people, you're able to receive their energy and that energy goes a long way. So many times when team members are together trying to solve a problem, all of that energy flowing helps them come up with a solution. But obviously, if we're not able to be in the same room, we can still achieve the same thing by ensuring that we're on the Zoom calls and you're encouraging your teams to at least show up and show up with their video. So you can tell them ahead of time, we're going to be having this event. Please, I love you guys to show up with your video. So if you have to take a shower and look good, please do that because I want you to have your video on. And that really helps because we've noticed that, you know, it's much easier to transfer information when I can see you, when I can talk to you, when I can get feedback. Or like when you have to send an email and the person doesn't read the email well, and then the person sends a response and then you send a response. Before you know it, there's this back and forth and there's this email troll and yet the whole message is lost. And that's why talking is much easier to convey information. And that's what this principle is really about, that the effective and the most efficient way of conveying information to a team or within a team is face-to-face. And clearly we know that there are several ways that we're able to still achieve that. So rather than, you know, your team always sending emails, encourage them to use, you know, um, voice to talk, you know, get on a Zoom call, quickly resolve that issue. If you guys cannot actually see face-to-face in a location, okay? Now, the next principle talks about working software as the primary measure of success. Or rather, working software as the primary measure of progress. Now, no matter the metric you have out there, all of this metrics is supposed to support this one principle. The only way to measure progress is this. Does it work? Working software is the only way to measure progress. So regardless of velocity that we have, the bond down chart, all of those things are measuring progress. And they are measuring if something works. And that's why as a Scrum Master, you need to be careful measure the things that matter. Don't measure story points for the sake of measuring story points. Does that equate to value? What is the value at the end of the day? What does that 30 story points mean? What did we deliver? Did we deliver something that is testable? Did we deliver something that is usable? Because when you follow this principle, your team will truly be agile. They will not tell you that the complete set of work without testing it because that's not a working software. 
So if they understand that working software is the primary measure of progress, they know that it has to be done, done, okay? It has to be done. What is your definition of done? What do you consider as done? Working software is what we consider as done. And when you understand this as a Scrum Master, it's easy for you to ask your team the right questions because you know exactly what it is that they need to be doing. And once you coach them this way, and they also know the principle, I mean, this principle is available to everyone, not just Scrum Masters, right? All they have to do is go to agilemanifesto.org and they can read the principle. And the more they read it, the better understanding that they will have. So please measure what matters because according to the principle, working software is our primary measure of progress. Now, the next principle is agile processes promote sustainable development. The sponsors, the developers, and users should be able to maintain a constant pace indefinitely. So as a team, you need to ensure that your team is working in a pace that is sustainable. And sometimes organizations might not really care about the way a team works, or a manager might not really care about the way a team works and wants them to overwork themselves, work weekends, and do all that kind of stuff. Those things are not sustainable. And when it comes to Agile, we want to respect our team. We want to, we hold them accountable for things. So we need to be able to respect them and provide that environment for them to succeed. And when they are working in hours, they're not convenient. They're bound to make mistakes. There's bound to be errors and there's going to be poor quality. So you want to ensure that this team is pulling the amount of work that they have the capacity for. That's what this principle means. You know, if they have the capacity for 30 story points or five stories, why should they be pulling seven? Why should they be pulling 10? Of what use is it for them to pull more than they have the capacity for, right? So ensure that your team works at a pace that is sustainable, a pace that they can continuously work indefinitely and ensure that everybody around, the stakeholders and everyone, their managers, understand this is the capacity of the team. This is how fast they can go without breaking anything and without we even losing them as employees. Okay. Now the next principle says continuous attention to technical excellence and good design enhances agility. Now, what does this mean? It means that you need to pay attention to technical excellence. You have to ensure that you are doing the right thing. You have to pay attention to good design. That is what enhances agility. Let's not just do something for the fun of it. Let's not do something for the sake of it. We have to ensure that we're doing something that is quality, something that is good work. And that's why we need to pay attention to quality, pay attention to our code coverage, pay attention to everything that matters so that we don't, you know, transfer bugs into production. And when we go live, things do not work or things are not working like they should. We need to pay attention to testing. It's not just about development. Are we testing what has been developed? Have we done UAT? Have we done regression? Have we done all of this testing that is needed to ensure that our quality is on point? That is what this principle is all about. Okay? So as an Agile team, you we need to be paying attention to quality. We need to pay attention to technical excellence because these are the things that enhances agility. Now, the next principle says simplicity, the art of maximizing the amount of work not done is essential. Now, let's repeat this. Simplicity, that's the art of maximizing the amount of work not done is essential. What does this mean? It means that it's not all about getting things done. It's all about getting the right things done. 
And many times, even if we have a product and we have features to deliver, at the end of the day, we understand that many times customers or end users are going to use 20% of a feature in a product. So we want to ensure that we are building the right things first so that even if we don't complete the entire backlog, we have built the things that are very important. Also, even when we are building these things, we have to make them as simple as possible. Anything complex is difficult to understand. And when things are complex, then we are bound to fail. There's bound to be quality issues because we've made the whole process complex. So when we make things simple, we truly achieve our goal. We're able to be agile. We're able to deliver on the product, on the end use at the end of the day. So we have to ensure that in all things we're doing, in every way that we work, we want to keep things simple. And that's why it's not really about finishing the work. It's doing the work well and working on the things that matter first. Now, the next principle talks about the best architecture requirements and designs emerge from self-organizing teams. Now, what does this mean? It means that if you're trying to build something, the best results is going to come out from the people doing the work. So it's not by somebody staying somewhere and telling us what to do. It's not about a technical lead telling the entire team what to do. The technical lead is going to need to work with the entire team, rob minds with them because we know the two is better than one. And we've already employed these intelligent minds. So we need to bring them together and nurse the intelligence so that we can build the right product. And so the best of everything, whether it's architecture, whether it's requirements, whether it's design, whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, when you work with a team who are doing the work, you're going to get the best of the best. And so this principle is encouraging us as an agile team to ensure that we're not just directing the team on how to build things. We're telling them what to do, but we're ensuring that they're working with themselves. So it's come up with the best alternative and the best solution for the product at end. Now, the final principle, which is the 12th principle, says at regular intervals, the team needs to reflect on how to become more effective, then tune and adjust its behavior accordingly. What is this talking about? Retrospective. So if you are part of a team and you guys are not even running retrospective, guess what? You're not following the principles. Because the principle says that a regular interval at the end of your cadence, whether it's a one-week cadence, a two-week cadence, a three-week cadence, a four-week cadence, at the end of your cadence, that is at regular intervals, as a team, come together and reflect on your work. How can we grow? How can we be better? How can we be more effective? What are the mistakes we've made in the past? How can we use that information to improve ourselves? We need to retrospect. That's the only way we can go further, faster, and even better. So if your team is not running retrospective because they think it's not important, guess what? They are violating one of the agile principles. And as a Scrum Master, you need to understand the importance of retrospecting so that they know the, the benefits of meeting together and reflecting so they can become even better. Now, I hope that my explanation of these 12 principles has deepened your knowledge and understanding of what Agile is all about. And you're not just going to know these principles, but you're going to know how to apply these principles at your place of work and help your teams become super effective. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I appreciate you so much. And I cannot wait to catch you in the next episode. Right now, I don't know what the next episode will be about. 
But trust me, we are going to be talking about Agile. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye for now.